to roll. Ready to We're not here for fortune and fame. We got a game and we'll entertain. Ready to roll, it's all in the name. We bring the magic like David Blaine. The crew is assembled, we're ready to go. Curtain is rising, prepare for a show. Hit the play button and let the fun blow. We got our dice and we're ready to roll. Alright, uh, here we are. Tonight we're going to play an RPG called Haunt. It should be pretty interesting. It's a lot different from anything we've done before. And each character has three secrets. And what I'm trying to do as the GM or the Haunt is to uncover those secrets before the characters can figure out what's going on and, and what the Haunt is and how to stop it. So there's a Haunt secret, which is related to why the character has come to the location. There's a character secret, which is related to other characters. And there's a backstory secret, which is related to the, the dark past of your characters. Um, we've got a new player here at the table. So I'm going to have you introduce yourself and your character, and we'll go from there. Hi, uh, I'm Parker. Uh, my character for this evening is named Walter Weatherby. He is a mystic. Okay. And uh, what what brought Walter to this area? Walter has had a, a pull kind of leading him to this area. Okay. A paranormal pull. Uh, fair enough. Who wants to go next? This is Justin. I will be playing Father Amos, the priest. My parish used to have a church in this area, and the uh, bishop of the parish sent me to check on them because he hasn't heard anything from them for a while. And Zach? I'm Zach. I'll be playing Frank Carver who is the scientist and I got a uh, letter in the mail from, is it Martha? Yeah. Uh, she is my wife's cousin. Alright. Uh, well, let's dive in here. The game is set in the late 1800s in Wales. And if you look at a map of the UK, like the side of Wales is like foothills or like low mountains. And so this is set, settlement isn't the right word, but like a, a little homestead at the foot of those hills or those mountains. I'm going to send a map to you guys real quick. I think you've seen it before, but I want you to be able to look at it during the game. All right, let's do the arrival. Maybe it'll set the tone a little bit. All right, let me ask it this way. Have you all arrived together, or are you coming in separately? Say separate, probably. Yeah, I would say separate. Yeah. Okay. So at this point, you know, obviously there are no cars or anything. There are probably trains across the countryside that, that took you to one spot or another. But the only way to get to where you are now is horse or horse and buggy. So... This little settlement is pretty far away from the coast. It's several hours journey to get to anywhere important. And there are little like towns along the way, but nothing of note. Um, so to get to where you are now, it's a, it's a pretty long buggy ride through a forest and on like a, a one-way path, basically. And eventually you come to a clearing, and as you look out in front of you, you see a, a lake... And a, and a decrepit old church and like a small home uh, across the clearing 
uh, sat in front of some fields and some thickets. And the home is the only thing that looks to be in any state of good repair. Uh, so who do you guys want to say arrived here first? I would say it was probably the guy that had the uh, paranormal pool. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> me. Walter, do you want to, like... So if, you, if you've just been pulled here by some supernatural force that you don't quite understand, would you have, like, kind of hung back... Or would you have, like, waltzed up and introduced yourself to the family and stuff like that? I would that? have 100% just hid in the shadows. <laughs> okay. All right, so you arrive, and uh, you come to this clearing, and something in your gut tells you, like, this is the place. This is this is it. So so you just kind of decide to, to hang back and, and creep around and see what you see. I'll pull out a match, light it, focus on the flame, commune a little bit. All right, I'm here. Now what? And I wait for a message, and then I let the match out and sleep back into the darkness. <laughs> <laughs> Just sleep back into the trees. It's like okay, yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. So you kind of you 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 see that there's a family here. Um, there's a father who seems to be like doing some some field work. There there are two fields set, like one to the right of the house and one behind it. And he's doing some some work there with the crops. You'll you'll see him at certain parts of the day where he'll be fishing. But you notice he, like every chance he gets, he goes to the lake. That's that's like kind of at the center of the focal point of this settlement. And he just he wades in to about ankle high, and then he like falls to his knees, and he'll stay like that for like five or ten minutes. Doesn't look like he's talking. Doesn't look like he's doing anything. And then he'll get he'll get out and he'll go and do whatever the, the next thing is. Sometimes he'll go back to the lake, and you'll see him pull out these like really brightly colored fish while, while he's fishing, and he'll take those back to the house. And you assume he's cooking them or cleaning them or something. He just yanks them right out. <laughs> no, he's he's fishing, so it, it, okay. it'll take a few minutes. There's there's paranormal right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you found it. That's it. <laughs> so yeah, it is a lake, and like inland like this. I'm talking like red and yellow and striped and dotted like fish that are colored in a way that like you would not associate with being on an, like an inland lake like this. Oh, uh, so you're just kind of watching the comings and goings of the family. There are two kids that you see wandering around. One's a little girl, one's an older boy, and then there's a wife, and she mostly just stays in the house. But even from like across the clearing, while you're watching them. She seems to be kind of sickly and frail. I have a question. Yeah. What are you wearing? Like, because <laughs> just in my head, you, you're pulled by this trance of some sort, and you just, like, walked up on the edge of town, pulled out a lighter, and staring at the flame, your eyes are glazed over. <laughs> I'm wearing your, your typical <laughs> yeah. trench coat. Like, yeah. Like, 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 Stay away from that guy. <laughs> So I, I I keep saying settlement. It this is the only family that occup that occupies this place. So like if they're not staying out, <laughs> staring at them with the flame. Yeah, out. if you're not careful, they're they're probably going to notice that you're here. But it's not like there are other families here too. Like these people live on this land, and that seems to be pretty much the only people here. I'm going to start by walking over to that the water. Okay. Kind of investigate over there. Like, yeah. are there any nets? 
he's uh, catching these majestic fish. Uh, so th- they're not like huge when he's pulling them out. They're like average size, like a normal fish that you would find in the lake. So like a bass or a bluegill or a perch or something like that. But they're really brightly colored. Like that's the weird thing so that like stands out. About hand size. Yeah. Okay. The the big ones might be like your forearm. Okay. If he's if he's really lucky. So you go, you wander over to the lake. How long have you been kind of creeping on these people? <laughs> I like to think I was observing them for probably, you know, around, probably important distinction. Yeah, hour and a half to two hours, just kind of watching their, okay. their go. What time of day did you arrive, do you think? Uh, I would say probably before noon. Okay. So it's like middle of the afternoon. You haven't seen the person who you assume to be like the father for a while. So you make your way over to the lake. And how, like, what are you, you're looking for, like, nets and stuff like that? Well, really, I'm looking, is there a set path that the dad takes each time? Like, is it one, like, worn out path? No, but there are, like, there are boot prints in the mud, like, surrounding the pond where, like, just a few times that you've seen him come and do this, he doesn't always enter the same place, but... There are boot prints as if, like, he's been pacing at the lake shore. Some you can see where he's gone into the water and and stuff like that. Was there anything that seems out of place? Um, there's a fishing pole by the water, and there is, like, a, a small, like, tackle box that has, like, basic hooks and weights and stuff in it. Is there a little boat? No, no boat. As you look out over the lake... You see a, a rock. The rock isn't really fair. It's like a boulder. If you wanted to, you could get up on it and climb up on it. It's it's out where I could wait out there. You're not sure how deep it is. It's it's not a pond, so like swimming across it would be an ordeal. But it's not a massive, insurmountable thing to like swim out to it. And yeah, no boat. I think what he's saying is, if you want to swim out to it, he's going to make you make a roll. Yeah. I'm... I'm terrified Walter's not going to be able to succeed in that. But <laughs> he might drown. I'll wait for now, and I'll I'll get the courage, and to stop creeping on this family, I'll go approach. I'll start with the children. That can be creepy, <laughs> but I'm going to approach the children first. Okay, so you look over towards the house. If you guys look at the map, there's a thicket kind of like on the to the right of the house that wraps around the lake. And you see that the kids seem to like to, like, play around the thicket. The boy is breaking off sticks and, like, throwing them into the thicket. And when I say thicket, it's not like the, the forest that's tall that you that you saw on the way in here. But it's chest height, head height, like, just really overgrown bushes, thorn bushes, that kind of stuff. But the kids are, like, playing around there. And at one point, you see the little girl get down on her knees. And she looks like she's, like, leaning in and talking to something in the thicket. They're playing around over there. Okay. I'm going to head to where that girl is. You start walking towards the little girl from the lake. And as you get closer, like you can hear her whispering into the thicket. And you're not really sure what she's saying. But you get close enough to where you could talk to her and you could she could hear you. Excuse me, girl? Uh, could I have a word? Her head slowly creaks and she starts oh, to God. turn around. Oh, God. And you can just see the profile of her face. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll cut away to uh, one of you guys. Who's the next person to arrive? 
Do you want to show up next or you want me to? Sure. Okay. I'll come. Okay. I'd be probably arriving in like carriage. Okay. Do you stop uh, at the edge like uh, Walter did, or do you like ride up to the house? Don't be a creep. <laughs> Don't uh, be a creep. Bye. Probably up to the house. So you uh, you take the buggy all the way up to the house. As you're rolling up, you see a, a guy in a trench coat <laughs> who's like walking over towards some kids on the far side of the property, and it looks like he's going to talk to them or something, but. You go ahead and go on up to the house. The buggy passes the husband, who is at this point, like, walking out towards the lake for some reason. Do you uh, try to greet him or anything? Um, probably, yeah. Driver, did you have to hit every single bump on the way here? Sorry, sorry about that. What's his, what's his name? Uh, the husband? Edmund. Oh, that must be Edmund. Have you met Edmund before? No. Okay. So do you say it like loud enough to where he could hear you? No. Okay. It's kind of talking to myself. Okay. Oh, okay. that must be Edmund. Edmund! Hello! He like, he's got a f- one foot in the water at this point, and he turns <laughs> and looks at you, and his eyebrows like furrow, and then he turns away like he couldn't care any less. Which is pretty freaking weird, given that yeah. like you just rode up on his property yeah. Yeah. in a buggy. He must be busy, I guess. <laughs> We'd have to talk to Martha about that. I'm going to uh, pay the driver, I guess, and get out of the buggy and head up to the house, if there is a house. Yep, there is. <laughs> do you want to like arrange a time for for them to come back, or do you just want to... How do you want to handle that? I'll tell them... Come back in a couple of days, and I'll let you know if I'm ready to leave or not. All right. Sounds good. And he, you know, he turns the carriage around, and it starts trotting back off down the road. So you're you're now standing in front of the house. I will uh, go up and knock on the door. So if you guys want to look at it on your map, it's pretty modest, right? So, like, it's... It's one rectangle. It looks like it was built by one or two people. It's not shabby, but it's like it's the only thing that's seems to be well maintained in the property. But it's like the main rectangle that goes back and backs up against the field, and then set off to the side is like another smaller uh, square rectangle. And so you knock on the front door, and. You hear a woman's voice from inside say, Oh, uh, just a minute. And you hear movement on the inside of the home. And uh, you hear footsteps coming to the door. And have you have you met Martha before? Yes. Okay. She, and she is your, your wife's cousin. cousin. Yeah. Okay. So when you met Martha in the past, presumably at, at like your wedding. Yeah, I was going to say, we probably don't visit a whole lot, but yeah. the last time we probably would have seen her in person was like at our wedding. Okay. Um, so she, you remember her being like pretty beautiful. Um, she had longer red hair, green eyes, freckles, pretty pale skin, um, but she was a pretty beautiful woman when you met her. And when she opens the door, she doesn't look well. She looks sickly, tired. Her eyes are a little sunken. She definitely has circles under her eyes. She definitely looked healthier the last time you saw her. She says, uh, Oh, Frank, did, did you get my message? 
Yes, uh, you didn't mention that you are sick, though. Are you are you feeling okay? What? What? Do you, why? What do you mean? Oh, um, uh, nothing. I mean, just <laughs> look a little tired is all. Oh well, th- I certainly am. There, I didn't know who else to talk to. The, something's going on around here, and I'm just so tired. the The children have been acting strange. Edmund hardly speaks to me anymore. I I can't put my finger on it, but something's not quite right, and I I just I wasn't sure who else to call. I know you're you're a man of science, and I thought you might be able to help figure out what was going on. Yes, I'll I'll try my best. I'll see if I could find any uh, sort of medical reasoning behind this. I'm troubled, though. Maybe you should talk to the to the children also they just they're not they're not themselves uh, philip especially and i you probably haven't met either of the children her son philip is 12 and agnes their daughter is 8 um so it's probably been like over a decade since you got married is that fair to say or is that a yeah that's okay. fair so she goes out walks past you through the front door and sees a man in a trench coat, <laughs> like, bending down to talk to her daughter. She's like, what? Who's that? I don't know who that is. Cut over to you. He looks like a freak. Father Amos. <laughs> How are you coming in? That. Father Amos would have also... Amos? Amos. My bad. That's okay. Uh, Father Amos would have also had a carriage that he was riding in. One... Provided by and sent by the church, the uh, church being the the church, the Catholic one or yeah. the Church of England. Or what? Well, as I say, the, it doesn't really matter. I'm just being a dick. <laughs> <laughs> it's provided by the church, the the one that is most prominent. Okay, but the the driver would pull up, and I would have him stop actually at the church building. Okay, so as you're coming onto the property line. Or coming up to the property, you pass another buggy that's going the other way. And you come up to the clearing, and you, you look out, and off to the to the north, um, east a little bit, there's a lake. On the west side of the clearing, there's this church. And uh, off in front, you can see the little house. So, d- did you say you knew the former pastor that was here? I, yes. I, I had, I had run-ins with him in the past. Okay, and that you can't you came because like you hadn't heard from the parish. The, in a while. the parish, the church. The, the church hadn't heard from the parish okay. in a while. So, so they, they just sent you. They sent me. Okay, so you know that um, Elias Wilson was the former reverend here, and as you come up to the church, it is like in very bad condition. I know the the listeners can't hear this, but as you you can look at the map, and that gives you like an idea of the state of the building. Yeah, when when I saw the giant hole in the roof, yeah. I figured that the church there's a a giant hole in this in the roof of the sanctuary where it it looks like the roof is caving in, uh, and on the north side of the building, where like the stained glass windows would be on that side, that wall is caved in also. Okay. See, so, I mean, you're definitely saddened to see the church in, in this yes. kind of state. So are you just kind of walking around it and looking? Yeah, um, I'm walking around looking. I'm probably taking my bags off of the carriage, 
I'll set them next to the church, and I'll tell the driver to return in a fortnight. How long is that? 14 days. So you're going to stay for a while. Yeah. I mean, with the church in this bad of sh- this bad of shape, I need to figure out what happened and try to get the church rebuilt. So they uh, they acknowledge your request, and they turn the buggy around, and they go after helping you unload your bags and stuff. Um, so if you walk around the, the church, the south wall and the south stained glass seems to be in pretty good condition, and the west wall is still standing and still looks solid. The doors on the front of the church are kind of rotted. One of them's hanging off their hinge. But you're you're looking around and you're thinking about going inside and you see off towards the house like some commotion. The husband is like standing ankle deep in the lake and he appears to be getting down on his knees for some reason. To the north, like where the thicket is, it's it's it would be a little jog to get over there, but you see a man in a trench coat standing next to a, a younger girl. And then running from the house, there's another man and the wife who's, like, running over towards the thicket. You can hear, like, commotion uh, coming from up there. Well, I guess if there's commotion coming from that direction, uh, I do need to go introduce myself to the man and woman of the house, let them know who I am and why I'm here. Okay. And so if there's commotion and they seem to be headed towards the commotion, I guess I need to go to where the commotion is. Do you run or do you walk fast? Like, how old are you? What state are you in? I'm I'm not decrepit by any means. Okay, but, but you're like an older man. Yeah, yeah, I'd be probably in my fifties. Okay, so you you hustle up over there, and you're all together now, <laughs> Parker. What? How is Walter responding to the frantic yelling of the mother and another man rushing over, <laughs> and the daughter <laughs> looking at you over her shoulder? <laughs> I shouldn't have chosen a trench coat. <laughs> um, well, after seeing that daughter creepily turn her head like that, so after she turns me like that, do I hear the commotion all of a sudden? Yeah, you hear from the house like, oh, who is that? Who's over there? And then they're running over towards you. You can see the husband who's like now kneeling in the lake for some reason <laughs> and just doesn't give a shit. Not paying any attention. Father of the year. Uh, I will turn towards the woman I'm assuming is the mother coming my way. Yeah. Because I'm a little freaked out by this child. <laughs> uh, no, I wouldn't. She's a freak. <laughs> no, 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 not my time. <laughs> Sorry. Um, um, you there. Step away from the little girl. What are you doing on this property? I was merely asking questions, or at least trying to. <laughs> I didn't have anything foul intended, I swear. Who are you? Uh, my name is Walter Weatherby. Pleasure to meet you. Uh, I'm I'm sorry for the misunderstanding. I was just going to ask the child some questions because I saw the husband uh, was acting a bit odd. Uh, but since you're here, I can easily ask you. <laughs> Probably a lot you're easier. Like you're acting a bit odd. <laughs> I have that effect sometimes. I'm in a new area and I don't really know anybody. Well, I mean, why have you come here? You wouldn't believe me if I told you. <laughs> As he says that, he just reaches in his pocket, and he just starts touching some of the matches that he has still in his pocket. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've, I've come out here um, merely to investigate. I don't really know investigate what, by chance, but um, I'm, I'm here to do something. <laughs> okay. Uh, well, <laughs> she looks to you, uh, Frank. <laughs> 
Uh, would you like him to leave? I mean, I... I don't. And then she looks over and she sees an old priest <laughs> yeah. running, running, Wa- walking, breathing quickly. heavily. She's like, "Who are you? Do you know this person?" I am Father Father Amos. I've been sent by the church. Why? This church has been in disrepair for decades now. I apparently it has become enough of a problem that the parish dec- decided to send someone. I I was unaware that it had been decades. Well, it's been a few, at least, but... Okay, well, you, I mean, you see the state of the church. I guess now that you're all here... Uh, I, and Father Amos is, like, bent over with his hands on his knees. <laughs> <laughs> just sucking down air. Take it easy, old chap. <laughs> She's like, well, I mean... I guess I'm most interested in you, sir. And she looks at the water and she's like, I really must know why you're here. Uh, well, you, you see, uh, I'm what you would call a, a mystic. Uh, I, I swear, I mean... I a witch? <laughs> we don't go by that term. But for the most part, yes, if that makes you feel more comfortable and for understanding what I am, then sure. I am it makes witch me less wife. comfortable. <laughs> Sounds like a bunch of bull hockey to me. You are not a believer, that is fine. But there, uh, in my line of work, we we tend to find ourselves in situations that... You can swindle people out of money? I could say that about the church. <laughs> oh! <laughs> You're a heretic. Clearly. I've been called much worse. <laughs> but uh, I'm here because I feel like something has been going on. And I've been pulled here... I don't have any connection to this place, but there's something going on that I cannot pull myself away from. There's like a, a glint of, of recognition and hope in her eyes. She's like, yeah. yeah. Oh, so there is something. Y- yeah. Look look at my husband. And you you look and he's like putting his face down in the lake water and then like raising it up again and like looking around and then he looks out towards the rock and then he like puts his head down in the water again she's like i don't even know him anymore calm down though this this may not be the solution clearly he has some sort of uh mental sickness that we just need he just needs to be looked at is all i just doesn't mean it needs it's anything spiritual i just i don't i you can stay Uh, you (laughs) You're all three here. You're a man of God. I I want to know what's happening to my family. And she, like, tears up a little bit. What can you tell me what's going on with your daughter? Is she experiencing some uh, side effects that your husband <laughs> is also... Shown? The daughter walks, like, stands up from the thicket and, like, walks over to her mom and, like, puts her arm around her and, like, smiles up at you. But now that you, like, see her full on, and you all do, she is gaunt and like extremely thin stickly bony all of those are adjectives that you would use to describe her but she has raven like stark black hair she's wearing a bonnet her eyes are like a a yellowish shade of brown and she's got a green coat on and a simple like cream dress and she's like no i'm fine i'll take your word for it <laughs> you must be agnes your mother Said you were lovely in the letter. <laughs> like, yep, I... that's me. Hmm. 
I want to pull out a hard. She's candy. unsettling to look at. I'm gonna pull a tiny notebook out and make some notes of what I'm seeing. Here. Okay. I'm gonna pull out a hard candy that I just like have in my pocket <laughs> <laughs> to only make matters worse. But just sorry for the uh, misunderstanding. I just have one. I okay. hand to her. I kind of like unsuredly hand it to she her. She takes it. Does it pull it, my it, hand away quickly. <laughs> she like catches it as you drop it, and she like kind of like tosses it. <laughs> She untwists it and like pops it in her mouth, and she was like, "Why were you sneaking up on me?" I wasn't trying to sneak. I, you just weren't paying attention. Oh well, I was talking to Rearsham. Who's and that? Ma- Martha <laughs> says, "Agnes, I've told you, stop playing games." Is another stranger on the property. You're asking Martha. Yeah. Uh no, that, it's her imaginary friend. She says it's a cat. Oh. Children are known to have imaginary friends. I just, it makes me uncomfortable with everything else going on. I'll be blunt, Edmund's been talking about another woman, and let me assure you, no one else is here. Oh. Does he ever leave? No. He just goes into the damn lake. And she looks at Agnes and says, (laughs) cover your ears, honey. Hallucinations. (laughs) If I may be so bold, when was the last time you and your husband had intimate relations? (laughs) That's Whoa. wildly inappropriate. I just met you. You you had your child cover their ears. I'm just asking. It's been years. Oh. What does that have to do with any spiritual pull you've been having? I just have to ask necessary questions so I can establish a background. She she looks ashamed and embarrassed when she says that. But it's been Don't years. Me. I take a little hard piece of candy out and toss it. Here you go. She catches it in her mouth. <laughs> she catches it and puts it in her pocket. My, my. Impressive. I thought you were going to have her unwrap it in her mouth also. And I was I like, know. no, there I we go. Not. <laughs> what was the imaginary? Rearsham. 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 Remind me to tell you about taking candy and other food from strangers later. Okay. <laughs> and she like spins around on one foot and waltzes back over to the thicket. Wasn't there a boy? I turn and look. So you do, and you see the boy has like gone down to the lake, and he's like pulling on his dad's shoulder. And she says, "Yes, that that's Philip. He's <sighs> sometimes I feel like he and I are the only sane ones who live here." <laughs> How long has uh, your daughter had this imaginary friend? Well. Several years. She was born here, Agnes, after we moved here. And Philip? He was a babe when we came here. Just a few years old. And what brought your family to the property? My husband said he inherited it from his father. His father was never really around. And why have you stayed? I mean, it doesn't really look, no offense, like there's a lot happening well, we we lived in, in in the cities for a little while when, when we were first married, and I don't know. I thought we thought that it would we would like to live in the countryside and, and raise a family in peace and quiet, but it hasn't really been what I hoped. Where is that? Just, it is quiet, and then you know we can go into to town when we need something, but. Everything's just been so strange. Such as? Maybe your husband is just suffering from boredom or something. As you say that, you see down by the lake, the husband, like, turns and looks at his son and, like, pushes him hard. <laughs> and the son, like, falls back on his butt. 
gets up and kind of wipes his face and starts to walk over. She's like, well, I just, I don't even recognize my husband anymore. I don't know what's going on. Does he hit you? No, that would require him to speak to me. Does he hit the children? I don't know. And Philip, like, walks up. It's like, Mom, who are these people? And she <laughs> she looks at you. <laughs> Hello, boy. Uh, my name is Walter. Uh, I was going to talk to you earlier, but I got distracted by your sister. Not in a weird way. <laughs> she she startled me. Have a piece of candy. <laughs> <laughs> Reach this pocket. Would you like a piece of candy? Oh, yes, please. I'm Philip. Tossed it. Nice to meet you, Philip. He takes it. Who are you two? I'm Frank Philip. I guess you would be my second cousin. Frank Philip? I am Frank. Oh. You are Philip. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny that you would have the same last name as that my first would, name. That would be funny, Philip. What are second cousins? <laughs> By marriage, I guess. My wife is first cousins with your mother. Oh, okay. Huh. Well, it's nice to meet you. Say, is everything okay with your father? Um, I was just trying to get him to come back out of the lake. He's not even fishing. What is he doing? I don't know. He's just muttering to himself. And he looks, like, sad and standoffish now. Like, he doesn't want to talk about his dad. I am Father Amos. Are you a priest? I am. Oh, maybe you can help. Maybe. What kind of help do you do you require? Is it, is it for? Are you scared for the damnation of your soul? What? <laughs> Smaller words. He's a child. The what? Damnation of your soul. <laughs> Calm down, Philip. <laughs> I'm scared for my dad. Is it? Is it the damnation of his soul? Maybe. I can help. Okay. Is your father sick, Philip? And he looks at his mom, and doesn't really say anything. So you all stand there in awkward silence. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to just kind of dip back and start heading back to the water towards the dad. Okay. Well, you guys are distracted with Slink father. into a bush. <laughs> we pull out a mess of matches. <laughs> Set this place on fire! So you, you two see that uh, Walter is heading over to the father. I'm going to follow just to check out Edmund also. Okay. I think I will try to escort Martha and the children into the house, and I will try to find out more about... Because she said it had been decades since somebody had been at the church, so I may take them inside to ask them some questions about when... Like, why... Like, take the family inside? Yeah. Okay. When the church fell apart, and if they know why it fell apart, and all that. Okay. So you go inside with Martha and Philip over the course of like a five or ten minute conversation. You find out that Edmund's father was the caretaker when the church was still active. Mm -hmm. And ever since they moved here, they being Edmund and his family, like the church has been in a poor state. It was like that before they came. But they're here now and they are just trying to make a living. They're not really trying to repair the church or anything. Okay, so Martha, the, the church was already gone by the time they got here. Yeah. Okay. But Edmund's father was supposed to be the caretaker. Okay. 
So you guys walk down to the lake uh, with you leading the way, Walter. And the father is like just starting to stand up, starts to walk your direction vaguely. But he's like, it's like he's looking through you. Like he doesn't even notice that you're coming down towards him. Don't stop on our account. Do continue if you feel so inclined. <laughs> he does. <laughs> he continues. Yeah. He starts walking up towards the house. Edmund? Uh, he, like, pauses for a second and, like, freezes in his walk. Do you remember me? I'm Frank. And, like, his head turns and, like, he turns around and he says, Frank? Yes. My wife is your wife's cousin. You, I saw you at my wedding. We've met? Yes, you don't remember? No. Who called you here? Well, your wife. She's worried. Is that my wife? Martha is your wife, right? Oh, yeah. Well, everything's fine. Okay. Say, uh... Have you been feeling yourself lately? Is this an interrogation? No, I just <laughs> merely, uh... Checking on your health. No, I'm you. asking. Oh. Because that, that is a skill when you're, like, oh. trying to talk to someone and find out relevant information. Which I Someone have, who's, like, hostile. Which I would have to roll for. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. Give up the secret or something? Uh, only if you fail. Do it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. Sure. Just just don't fail and everything will be fine. So the the way the, the roles work for the listeners is you have an attribute and then skills, but there are only three of eight of each. And each skill is strengthened by two attributes and weakened by one. And so you add up your strengths, you subtract your weaknesses and the number of secrets you have, and then you roll your dice. And any their D10s, anything that comes up 8 or above is counted as a success. If you fail outright, I can ask you a question, and if you only have one success. Later in the game, you will have to give up a hint or a secret. But right now, I just would get to ask you a question about your secret that you have to answer honestly. If you have two successes or more, you just succeed. I have a plus two in interrogation for the skill. What does that combine with you? Uh, investigation, you get to add your intuition and your knowledge, but you subtract your faith. Uh, my knowledge is two, so it would be four then total? Alright, your skill plus its strengths, minus its weaknesses, plus the number of secrets are undiscovered, which I don't know any yet. Uh, three successes. Alright, so three successes, I don't get to ask or do anything. And you just get to succeed. Yeah. So you're try you're talking to him, and he's gonna answer you mostly honestly. So what are you asking? I think I asked, "Are you feeling yourself?" He says, uh, "Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. Why? You, you're acting kind of strangely, just from when I've been on the property. Your wife's worried about you. She said she's not. You're not acting yourself. Just curious if you've." Uh, Come down with some sort of ailment. Well, I'm not sick, but I think she doesn't want you here. Your wife doesn't want me here? No, not my wife. Who, who are you talking about? Your daughter? Agnes? Agnes? No. Who, 
Who are you talking about, then? The Lady of the Lake. She doesn't want you here. Oh, okay. The Lady of the Lake. I turned to... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lady of the Lake? Is that who you're talking to? No, I was listening for her to talk to me. Does she do that normally? Yes. What's she say? We have a intimate relationship. Oh. <laughs> so there is the Lady of the Lake, though, in like uh, King Arthur mythology, correct? Would we know about? We would know about that, right? I mean, yeah. There's a knowledge skill or an intelligence oh. skill. So, we so do you know it? about that? <laughs> I've got to make you roll sometimes, especially early in the game when you have this many dice. You may not want to roll for it, but I'm going to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Everybody so. should share the load. What skill would that come with? Interrogation? Uh, no. Do they always come with a skill? So if it's just... There are attribute rolls. Okay. So your attributes are knowledge, faith, two. and intuition. Plus two in knowledge. I'm risk it. You have zero? I have zero in knowledge. Okay, so hold, but hold on. If you're rolling if you're rolling for just an attribute, you only get to roll the attribute and the number of secrets you have. So you would only be rolling three die. That's alright. And you need at least two successes. You know, you gotta risk it. You gotta risk it. So I just want to know if I know of the Arthurian lore. I mean, you're a mystic. It would make sense for you to know. Yeah, it should. <laughs> so I got ten, nine, and a two. Ten. I, I got a you ten, got ten and a nine, and two. Okay. Yeah, ten, nine, and two. Try. So I, I still don't get anything. <laughs> yeah, you know that that is a thing from Arthurian legend. Do I mark anything off after doing that? No. No, yes. you just write down that you know stuff. I know Arthurian legends. Sweet. What's the uh, plus courage and investigation minus interrogation under the knowledge? So if you're rolling courage or investigation, you okay. get to add that. If you're running interrogation, you subtract. So if I wanted to do a knowledge and I have plus two, I would do the plus two plus the three secrets. So Okay. I mean, I guess it's not super important, but I'm going to roll also. <laughs> okay. See if you get to know two. One success? <laughs> okay. Uh, let me think of a question to How ask you. How many did you get to roll? Five. <laughs> Three, man. Good for you. You do know that there's a Lady of the Lake in Arthurian legend. But a voice echoes across the lake, and you seem to be the only one that can hear it. <laughs> and... Each character has three secrets, and what I'm trying to do as the GM or the haunt is to uncover those secrets before the characters can figure out what's going on. So this this echo that only you can hear comes across the lake, and it says, tell me about your wife. And what I'm asking as the GM is, is one of your secrets have something to do with your wife? Yes. Okay. You hear that, and you kind of like shake it off, and you convince yourself that it was nothing. And uh, you know about the Lady of the Lake in Arthurian legend. I feel like that was worth it. <laughs> you said you don't? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Just to recall some knowledge. 
So with my success as Walter, knowing the Arthurian legend, do I recall anything about there being any intimacy between Arthur and the Lady of the Lake? Is this like making sense? She gave him Excalibur. Yeah, I think he became the king of England. Yeah. <laughs> so probably no, no intimacy. <laughs> so this is new. Uh, it's at least different. Yeah. I'm gonna ask how how are you intimate with this Lady of the Lake? He says, that's private. It's between were, us. Were you, just, <laughs> were you just intimate with her moments ago as we arrived? No, I, I told you I was trying to speak to her. Who are you? I am Walter. <laughs> Why have you come to my property? Um, I'm here because I care. Um, I care about your well-being. Give him some candy. <laughs> I'm all should. out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't planning on giving any of that to them. Well, I I hope you don't intend to stay here. There's no room for you in the house. Well, any of, any of you. Well, that's not very welcoming for guests. Well, I suppose I don't welcome you here. <laughs> and he like he starts to turn and walk away. But I'm family. <laughs> You're a distant relative at best. <laughs> Definitely not friends. Yeah. I'm going to go, I could be. <laughs> <laughs> he says, stay away from Agnes. <laughs> he doesn't really say that. He walks back up to the house and he grabs like a hoe, <laughs> the tool, and he goes into the field next to his house and starts working. So the farmers? Uh, he is. There's a there's a plot behind the house and next to it. I'm going to look at Frank. Yep. So, you said you're a scientist, right? That is correct. Do you know of any waterborne diseases or anything that deals with hallucinations? Uh, yeah, a couple. Can you test them here? I don't really know if they have the equipment necessary, but I don't know. Maybe you do. I could probably take some samples and maybe see if anything comes up. By chance, how's your swimming? <laughs> uh, that's an odd question. I... Just if one were to know how your swimming capabilities were, um, <laughs> were they, would you say you can swim like a fish, or would you float like a log? <laughs> Somewhere in between, probably. I uh, as long as you wouldn't. Not sink. a professional, mind you. I swam as a kid. I could probably survive. Oh, good. Why good. do you I'm, ask? I'm just curious. Just cares. Maybe this lady lake might drown us. Who knows? I just I wanted to make sure that you would be able to take care of yourself. There's no lady of the lake. This guy is clearly suffering from insanity of some sort, or maybe a disease of the mind, perhaps. Or maybe he's telling the truth. Maybe there is something paranormal about this water. I don't know if it's the lady of the lake. Wouldn't that be neat, though, if a sword just came out of the water? <laughs> there is a stone in the water. <laughs> Oh, do I see a sword? <laughs> yeah. So this is the first time that you, uh, Frank, have like come to the edge of the lake and you're like looking out across it. Like Walter has been here before, but uh, creepily staring at the dam. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Between uh, the thicket and the the ed- the north side of the lake, there's like a a great cypress tree. It uh, looks like one of those swamp trees that you associate with the Everglades. Um, in the middle of the lake, like jutting out like a sore thumb, there's a great dark gray slash obsidian or black rock. And as you stare at it, 
you feel this like uh, it's like shame almost to look at it. It's like you're seeing something that you weren't <laughs> supposed to see or seeing something embarrassing. You look over to the east and you can see on that side of the lake there are reeds and lily pads that dot the surface like where it comes up against the thicket. And then across from from like directly across from the cypress tree there's um some dead trees on the edge of the forest and then to the south there's the graveyard that's like set across from where the church is at. You look um you kind of look at the water where he was standing and you say you see like the flash of scales and they like there's a a blue glint like a very bright blue glint of some kind of brightly colored fish that like flashes through the mud. That's strange. You wouldn't think those types of fish would be in a lake like this. So, did you see one too? I saw the father hauling some out earlier. Really? Yeah. What kind of scientist are you? Catch all. <laughs> okay. So, just a man of science. Yes, I dabble in uh, medical, um, any sort of science, really. Whenever you were talking about the shame that Frank was feeling, did I feel that as well? Do you want to look again and see? <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you just like look at it like you you know it's there and it's fine but like if you come to the edge of the lake and you look deliberately at it like if you try to study it or see something that, that's out there it's like seeing someone naked who you didn't want to or you weren't trying to the things that make you go (laughs) (laughs) like you you feel like you're not meant to be looking at it or messing with it you just happen upon the lady of the lake that's it for this week thanks for listening to ready to roll special thanks to mind's eye for providing the beat for the theme song haunt is the intellectual property of stormforge productions and dapper rabbit games if you like what we do, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and spread the word. Tell all your friends to check us out and give us a review wherever you listen to this podcast. We love hearing from our listeners, so drop us a line at our email, readytorollpodcast at gmail.com, or tweet us at readyroll, roll spelled R-O-L-E. You keep listening, and we'll keep getting ready to roll. See you next time.